afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. Today we go back to California, where another district court judge has dismissed a case brought by a parent who says that the school district in California helped transition her 11-year-old daughter without mom's knowledge. And this district court judge dismissed the case. We're going to dive into that here in just a second. So fair warning, pull over if you need to, because you are not going to be happy about this. I know you're not. But first, we need to do a little bit of housekeeping. My email has not been working. I need to apologize to all of you. It's it's come to my attention that some of you are trying to get a hold of me via email, and it is not working. I'm going to give you a new email address. Forget the old one. I'm not even going to repeat the old one. Here comes the new email. It is thedean.list at protonmail.com. Thedean.list at protonmail.com. So those of you that have been trying to reach out to me, please send me an email at thedean.list that list at protonmail.com. I have said to you, if you are interested in homeschooling and you need help, I I am a resource for you. So email me, thedean.list at protonmail.com. That is the new email. Some of you are interested in, in maybe wondering or, or, or discovering if there is a private Christian school maybe a, a classical Christian school in your community. And you, you want some help with that. I am happy to, to look through the databases that I have access to. And I have access to a few of them. So reach out to me, thedean.list at protonmail.com. Because while we are shining the light of truth on the educational landscape in this country, revealing reality, that reality is not so pleasant that we are discovering that the reality is not so pleasant. And with that dose of reality, we need a double dose of hope. So I want to provide hope to you. Listen, if you, if you've been thinking about homeschooling, but you just, you wonder if you have the ability, I'm telling you, if you have the time and the temperament, you have the ability. Those are the two, the, the, the main two things that stand in the way of parents homeschooling is time and temperament. If you can work through those two, you can do it. Absolutely, you can do it. And I will help you through it in whatever way I can. And again, if you are looking for just private schooling and you want to find a Christian school, I will help you along. Because as we shine the light of truth, we want to shine the light of hope. And I am here to give you hope. Folks, there is a way out. We can take education back. I've been saying this really the past couple of days and encouraging the fathers. I, I started just really sending this message to the dads that we really need to man up and we need to take control of education. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to sit at the kitchen table and, and teach algebra or geometry or you know a complex sentence structure. It just means let's take back education. Let's start in our home. Let's start reframing America and and the truth of America, because there is truth that is not being told. There is truth about the, the heritage and the founding of our country that's just not being told. So dads, we need to rise up. 
We need to take it back. And moms as well. This is a joint operation. Parents, mom and dad, we got to go after it. After what I'm going to tell you today that's come out of uh, Chico United or Chico Unified School District in California, Chico. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sure I am. Chico. Not to be confused with Chino. We talked about Chino Valley the other day, and there's good things coming out of Chino Valley. In Chino Valley, that school board and that school board president had said, absolutely, we are going to let parents know. If a child comes to us and says, we want to transition, parents are going to be notified. And the attorney general in California is suing that school district. He started out with a civil rights investigation. And I read somewhere the other day that it's turned into, into a lawsuit. I don't have that article in front of me. I will pull that up and we'll dive into that. That is Chino Valley. But this is Chico Unified School District in California. A little backstory. Aurora Regino. She discovered, it came to her attention, that her 11-year-old daughter had told a counselor at school that she felt like a boy. And this counselor then started the transition process on an 11-year-old without mom knowing it. And so mom started a, a lawsuit. And I want to play a clip for you just to refresh your memory. This was back in April. And mom gives this speech at a school board meeting back in April. So let's take a listen here. Last year, my 11-year-old daughter was in elementary school here at Chico Unified, and her elementary school transitioned her from female to male behind my back. Shortly before this happened, my father had recently passed away, and I was diagnosed with breast cancer. My daughter was distressed and began questioning her sexuality, so she decided to reach out to a wellness counselor at her elementary school. The day my daughter shared with her guidance counselor that she felt like a boy, the counselor immediately affirmed this new identity. This was a time when she needed me the most, and you kept it a secret from me. Treating every parent as a potential threat to their kids is wrong. But regardless of what big people say, I love my children, and there isn't anything they could ever do to change that. Okay, so that was back in April. She gave that testimony to the school board meeting on April 5th. And the clip ends, and by the way, this is from the town hall. And this clip is from the town hall. So thank you to the town hall for that. The clip ends with her making this statement, treating parents as a potential threat is wrong. And, and, and that's what's happening here in these schools. When they're hiding this information from parents, they're basically treating every single parent as a threat to the child. When in fact, the parent stands in a God-given place of authority to defend that child and to protect that child at all costs. But the state says, no, no, parents are a potential threat. We have to keep the parents in the dark. So the Center for American Liberty filed a suit against Chico United School District. Uh, the Let me just give you some, some backstory here. Regino claimed that Chico United transitioned her daughter without her knowledge or consent. According to Regino, during a time of intense stress in which Regino's father had died, she was battling breast cancer. 
her elementary school-aged daughter sought help from a school's mental wellness counselor. So this is an 11-year-old girl. There's a ton of stress happening at home. We have the loss of a father, of a grandfather. Her mother is battling breast cancer. And she approaches a mental wellness counselor at school. Regino claimed that her daughter told the counselor that she wanted to tell Regino about the counseling sessions and her struggles with her sexual identity, but the counselor ignored it. So the little girl goes to the counselor, and in these discussions, she says, I feel like a boy. And the counselor starts counseling her into transitioning. And while the little girl says, I want to tell my mom, the counselor ignored that. Regino stated that because Chico Unified kept her daughter, daughter's struggles and mental health crisis from her, her daughter was left to face bullying and other trauma alone. At this point during Regino's statement, individuals who sat on either side of the aisle and wore pride flags behind her began to roll their eyes. They were rolling their eyes at the statement that the little girl was enduring some bullying. Uh, protesters showed up. Uh, Pro-homosexual groups showed up. They they heckled. They jeered. The school board at this meeting did nothing to quiet them down. Regino told the Center for American Liberty that the Chico Unified Board's response underscores the need for the lawsuit. Here's what she said. I'm still in awe about what I saw last night and how the board allowed people to, people to heckle and bully parents who were speaking about the rights to be involved in their own children's lives. This decision is devastating for parents, not only here in our community, but also across the country. The next step to fight back is legal action, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So after this board meeting, and during the board meeting, she didn't really get the response from the board that she was hoping to receive. The board did not quell the, the protesting. And so her only response is, we're going we're gonna to do this legally. We're going to create a legal fight. Speaking to the Daily Signal, Jay Richards of the Heritage Foundation's DeVos Center for Religion and Civil Society states, this policy turns education on its head. Rather than treating parents as holding the primary authority for teaching children, which they may delegate to a school, this policy makes the educational system the primary arbiter of a child's education, and the parents as potential threats to that authority. It's deeply perverse, and he's spot on. The parent is in charge of the child. And the parent should always be in charge of the child. And the parent should not be kept in the dark. And moreover, when a child goes to a, a wellness counselor, quote unquote, and begins to say, I, I feel like a boy, and the wellness counselor completely ignores what's happening at home, completely ignores the backstory of the loss, the death, the health of mom, 
and then just starts transitioning this child. And the child says, I need to talk to my mom about this. And the counselor says, no. That that individual, anybody in that position, they need to be held accountable. Like Chico Unified, many schools across the country have enacted secretive transgender policies. And we've talked about this. We've uncovered this. Yesterday, we went to the indoctrination map and took a visit to Boise, Idaho, and realized that the gender unicorn had also paid a visit to Boise, Idaho. It's happening everywhere. Lindsey Burke, director of the Center for Education Policy at the Heritage Foundation, criticized the push to hide sensitive issues from parents amid the current academic performance crisis. Listen to what she said. Instead of developing plots to keep parents in the dark about sensitive issues pertaining to their children in school, these boards should be focusing on getting the district back to basics. But sadly, parents shouldn't hold their breath. The district system has long been beholden to powerful teacher unions like the National Education Association and anti-parent special interest groups whose modus operandi is looking out for the adults in the system and shielding public schools from any meaningful accountability to families. While test scores, I'm adding this, this is, this is my ad, while test scores continue to plummet, they continue to tank. But instead of thinking of and researching and, and pouring over ways to educate kids better, we are paying these organizations to come in and train our teachers on how to use appropriate terms like non-binary and how to use the gender unicorn. In Boise, Idaho, they paid over $16,000 to have somebody come in and train their teachers on proper terminology. Mm. On proper terminology. And you know how I feel about that. You know that I feel we need to take back the narrative, and it starts with terminology. We're not going to, at least on this show, where I'm not going to abide by their definitions, their rearranging of actual defined words to, to turn them into something that they want them to mean. We're not doing it. While many states are in the process of passing legislation that would forbid public school districts from keeping parents in the dark, California has not yet passed such a bill. However, there are school districts in California that are passing these policies, and the attorney general is going after them, as we've already discussed. Instead, it has enshrined the quote-unquote right of a 12-year-old to withhold gender identity information from parents. For states lacking parental rights laws, lawsuits appear to be the only answer for many parents. The Center for American Liberty is attempting to fill that gap, so they have filed this lawsuit for her. The Chico Unified School Board's decision to keep the parental secrecy policy in place is a slap in the face to every parent whose child is under their care. And it's also a slap in the face to grandparents. It's a slap in, in the face to every single person in that district, whether they have a child in their care or not. Or not. 
it's just a it's a slap in the face. And parents, you that are in the Chico United School District, I hope you rise up in support of Aurora Regino. I hope you rise up in support. I hope you show up in mass. I don't know, has school started out there yet? If it has, I, I hope you show up in mass and to, to protest. I do. I, I hope that you show up with signs and just sit on the lawn. You just camp out. Because teachers will become emboldened when the community begins to support them. We have good teachers in the public schools. I'm telling you, we do. And we have good teachers in these in these K-12 indoctrination buildings that want to do the right thing. And if they see and feel and hear the support from their community, that's why moms and dads, it starts with us. I mean, I'd like to say it starts with the teachers. They got to stand up. But the teachers need our support. The administration in these buildings need our support. Uh, the the Chino Valley, you folks that live in the Chino Valley School District, you need to applaud that school board. You need to show up in mass at those school board meetings, and you need to support that school board president who is being investigated by the attorney general because that school board president and that school board has said, we want to inform the parents. There is a transparency in this school district. And if a child comes to us and says, you know, they want to, to transition, we're going to let the parents know. And that attorney general out there is going to sue them for this. You folks in that community, you support that school board in mass in droves. We got to get behind these people. We got to take this education back. It, it starts with us moms and dads. All right, let's pause for a moment. We'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula, with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Little housekeeping here. The email has changed. I'm not going to even repeat the old one. The new email is thedean.list at protonmail.com. Thedean.list at protonmail.com. 
I know some of you have been making attempts at getting a hold of me via email. And it has come to my attention that the email previous has not been working. So the dean.list at protonmail.com, that email is up and running. It's fired up and ready to go. So reach out to me if you need assistance with homeschooling, with private schooling, with with just whatever, anything educational. You just you, you have a question. You I don't know what it is. Just send me an email. We'll get to the bottom of it. So back to Chico United Unified. I want to say United. Uh, I think because Chino Valley is united. I think the Chino Valley United School District. This is Chico Unified School District. These California school districts. They're throwing me off. Chico Unified. So the parent's daughter was reportedly seeing a counselor at Sierra View. Let's let's go back to this. This is an article from Parents Defending Education. Action News Now is the local news station that's reporting on this, but this article is through Parents Defending Education. The parent's daughter was reportedly seeing a counselor at Sierra View Elementary School for mental health issues and told the counselor that she, quote, felt like a boy. Action News Now reported that this counselor asked the girl if she wanted to, quote, be referred to by male pronouns. The parents' lawsuit stated that her daughter, quote, felt pressured and responded with a yes. The school reportedly started socially transitioning her daughter in December. And, and she, the parent, didn't find out until months later. So social transition is phase one. And that's where they begin calling the, the person, the girl or the boy, by a different name. Or they use the opposite pronoun. And this is how they go about it socially before they introduce legal transition and medical transition. All of it's horrible, by the way, from top to bottom. I don't care what phase you're in. It's horrible. This is an 11-year-old girl. She doesn't know what she wants for dinner. And you're going to tell her or ask her, uh, do you want to start using he pronouns if you if you feel like a boy? Mm. Don't get me started. The parent told Action News Now during that time her daughter was bullied, her mental health got worse, and her daughter was uncomfortable with the sudden transition that she fully didn't understand. Of course she didn't understand it. She's 11 years old. The parent went to the school to address why she wasn't informed of the transition and was told it was due to a parental secret policy, which is in relation to Assembly Bill 1226. All right. A parental secret policy in this school district in California. And they said that the policy in this district is because of Assembly Bill 1226. So the Assembly and the Senate in California needs an overhaul. My friends in California, your Assembly and your Senate, your state legislature needs a complete overhaul. Because you have people in that legislature that are all for making laws 
that are keeping you in the dark. They're keeping parents in the dark about their kids. And not only are they keeping parents in the dark, and not only are they doing it on purpose, I, you know, let me, I guess let me back up because I've been asking this question lately. You know what, before I get to that, let me, <laughs> I just keep interrupting myself. Before I get to the question I've been asking myself, and I'm telling you it's a good question. I don't mean to leave you hanging. I'm not doing this on purpose. But if I don't finish this, then we're never going to finish. And, you know, we need to finish. Because we started out by saying that this case that she brought has now been dismissed. That, that's how, I, that's how we, we began the show today, saying that this case has been dismissed. But I wanted to give you a little bit of backstory on the case, just in case you forgot. So this article is from Just the News. This is John Solomon's group. And it is entitled, Judge Allows Schools to Withhold Gender Identity of Students from Their Parents. It's a pretty straightforward title. The Constitution does not require public schools to notify parents when their children adopt a gender identity at odds with their sex or receive parental consent before using alternative names and pronouns for their children, according to a federal court in California. All right. Uh, Of course, the Constitution doesn't address this directly. And I need to research this myself. But it would it just seems at, at at odds to me that a federal judge would not rule in favor of God-given parental rights over government-given rights of the state. Although I should keep reading before I before I before I go off the handle. U.S. District Judge John Mendez said he was observing judicial restraint by dismissing Aurora Regino's lawsuit, alleging that Chico Unified School District actively hid from Regino, her fifth grade daughter, stated identification as a boy. So he's using judicial restraint here by dismissing the case. All right. The district said it was bound by state law that gives students the sole choice to disclose. State law gives students the sole choice to decide whether they are going to tell their parents or not. The state law in California, and this may this may refer back to Assembly Bill 1226, Under rational basis review, a lower tier of judicial scrutiny, the district has shown a, quote, legitimate state interest in creating a zone of protection for transgender students and those questioning their gender identity from adverse, hostile reactions, such as domestic abuse and bullying. This is what the judge wrote. And he refused to let Regino amend and refile. He is citing rational basis review, which is a lower tier judicial scrutiny, and he's he's basing his opinion on that. And he's saying that, eh, you know, I don't know, the state has a legitimate interest in creating this zone of protection. And this is why the mom is saying, 
you you can't treat every parent as a potential threat without at least doing some investigation without at least looking into the situation but that's what they're doing here in California and uh, apparently the state has a legitimate interest in doing this from domestic abuse here's more a YouTube channel recently hit its year-old interview with a Portland physician who performs genital surgeries on minors after critics, including conservative Chris Rufo, publicized his YouTube. He took it down. Oregon Health and Science University's Blair Peters, this is the, the man in the YouTube video, he admitted no one's published research on general on genital operations or pubertally, pubertally, he's making words up, pubertally suppressed adolescents. So there's there's no research on, uh, on, on genital operations on these preteens who are, are essentially suppressed adolescents. They haven't reached full-blown adolescence yet. And there isn't, there aren't studies on this. We don't know how this is going to affect them. Essentially, that's what this guy is saying. And this guy performs these operations, which are especially challenging on young males because they have too little penile tissue to construct a vagina. He uses a robot to harvest skin from elsewhere. Mm, I, this is disgusting. This is this is this is disgusting. Peters also discussed the thorny consent issues around removing sexual function in children who haven't experienced sexual pleasure. Well, I don't even, but he continues in this quote, it, you know what, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pull over, pull over whatever you're doing. This is your warning because I'm about to quote this man, this man who, who performs these surgeries and who is saying we don't, there aren't a whole lot of studies done, so we don't know what's going to happen here. Okay, here comes another quote. Are you are you pulled over? There's your warning. There's going to be a huge role for therapy during the surgery process, he said. And this is, quote, definitely something that we're going to learn a lot more about in the next five to ten years as we're doing just increasing numbers of these cases. Um, oh boy. He said there's going to be a huge role for therapy during these surgeries and after these surgeries. This man is admitting that these kids are going to need therapy, all of them, every single last one of them. And and he seems excited about it because, you know, he's he's saying we're just increasing numbers in these cases. We're doing these surgeries left and right. And of course, they're doing surgeries left and right. They're making bank off of these surgeries. They're making a killing because insurance has to cover it. I mean, you know, of course they're going to do it. Regina's lawsuit was unusual for the short duration of her daughter's gender confusion, only several weeks, which the mother learned because the girl told her grandmother. So this is how mom even discovered it. 
She never learned about it from the school, never learned about it from the daughter, because the counselor was telling the daughter, you don't tell your mom about this, because mom might be abusive. I mean, that's that's what the judge said. The judge said that the state has a, they stated their claim and they made a good case that that they need to keep this secret from parents because parents might be abusive. So the little girl doesn't tell mom, but she tells grandma. And grandma tells mom because somebody's got a brain. Grandma's got a brain in this family. Someone's got a brain in California. The girl wanted to talk to her mom, but school counselor, the school counselor, I'm not going to say her name. The school counselor manipulated her into keeping her mom in the dark. The school counselor, uh, I don't even know. I just, if, oh, man, I, I, I'm going to read this, but it makes me so angry. This is an elementary school. And what I'm about to read to you is going to just make you beside yourself that this is happening in an elementary school. This little girl's in the fifth grade. She's 11 years old. Here it comes. The school counselor visited the girls' class regularly to ask students whether they thought their gender identity aligned with their sex. How are you asking fifth graders this? How are you walking into a classroom of fifth graders regularly, it says, to ask the students, uh, little Johnny and little Sally and, and little Susie and little Billy? Does your gender identity align with your sex today? Do you feel like a boy, little Johnny? Do, do you feel like a girl, little Janie? Okay, well, I'll be back. and I'm going to ask you again tomorrow. You better believe it. To a, to a class of fifth graders? Prompting the girl to start wondering if her new feelings of anxiety and depression were due to gender dysphoria. How does this fifth grader even know the term gender dysphoria? Unless she's being told this term. Uh, I just, so the school counselor comes in regularly, asks these kids if their gender identity is aligning with their sex. And this causes this little fifth grader to start wondering, uh, I, I feel anxious, you know, I'm depressed. I wonder if this is maybe because I'm actually a boy and I'm not a girl. Maybe I do feel like a boy. Do you see how this could happen? Do you logical individuals, I know this audience is full of logical, smart individuals, and you see it. So somebody, my wife was having a conversation with someone not long ago. The person shall remain unnamed. And the the, the person just said, I don't understand. Has it always been this way? Have kids always just felt this way, but now they're just talking about it? They're just talking about it more? And the answer to that is no, they haven't always felt this way. But when you're in the fifth grade, you're 11 years old, and your grandpa's just died, and your mom's going through breast cancer, and you're feeling anxious and depressed, 
and you have a, a school counselor coming in and asking the class regularly, now, does your gender identity align with your sex? If it doesn't, you might have gender dysphoria. Of course, this little 11-year-old girl is going to start thinking that. It's being planted in her head. The seeds are being sown in the classroom. And this is why people refer to K-12 classrooms as government indoctrination camps. This is exactly why right here, because we have a school counselor who was walking into this classroom and abusing these children mentally. This amounts to mental abuse. You can't tell me otherwise. You cannot tell me that this is not mental abuse. These 11-year-olds don't have the, the capability to put this together, especially with things going on at home that are truly causing depression and anxiety. Oh, okay. We got to take a break because I need to take a breath. All right. This is your opportunity to take a breath as well. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The new email here is thedean.list at protonmail.com. Thedean.list at protonmail.com. That is the new email. The old email was not functioning well, and people were trying to get a hold of me, and they weren't able to. So this is the new one. 
and it works. It's fired up. It's ready to go. The dean.list at protonmail.com. So I'm glad that you are joining us today. Thank you for being a part of America Out Loud. It is the rise of the new media. Things that we're talking about here and other things that you hear on America Out Loud, I promise you're not going to get anywhere else. You will not get in the, <laughs> the lamestream media. I don't refer to it as the mainstream. I don't think it's mainstream anymore. It's definitely lamestream. And it's out of touch, and it's really just a pack of lies. I mean, pretty much, I would say 99%. As Reagan said, trust but verify. I don't I, I don't think you can trust at this point. You just have to verify. Verify what you hear. I promise what we're talking about today, though, you, you aren't going to hear it other places. I mean, there are places that, that you will hear it. Parents defending education, yes, you're going to hear it there. John Solomon, Just the News, absolutely. There are places out there that you're going to hear it. But you're going to get it constantly here at AmericaOutloud.news. We are the rise of the new media. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And I'm grateful that you are a part of it with us. So we ended that last segment. And I was pretty upset about it. I am. I'm still upset about it. I'm upset that there's a a quote-unquote school counselor in an elementary school building that would regularly go to a, a fifth-grade classroom and ask the kids if their gender identity aligned with their sex. Because that individual is just sowing seeds, really, seeds of destruction. And if this is what's happening on a grand scale in our, in our public schools, then, you know, no wonder they, they're referred to as indoctrination camps. It's no wonder. Because proper things are not being planted in the minds of the children. Things that nourish them. Things that bring them hope. Things that are true. Things that are good. Things that are beautiful. Things that, that you should want to teach young children. But you know, as we talked a couple of days ago, true education, in my opinion, isn't the math, it's not the English, it's not the science. The true education that's happening is developing that student to become a certain type of person. That is the heartbeat of education. And we have schools. If, if a counselor is coming into the fifth grade classroom repeatedly and asking students if their gender identity aligns with their sex, that school is teaching these little fifth graders to become a certain type of person. The type of person that when distress comes, when there's loss at home, when, when grandpa dies, and when mom is going through breast cancer, the 11-year-old who's now feeling anxious, who's who's feeling depressed because of what's happening at home, begins to think, now well, maybe my anxiety and depression is coming because I actually feel like I should be a boy. Instead of teaching this child to grap grapple with with serious issues that are happening around her, issues of death, this, 
Death is a serious issue. Health is a serious issue. And it's it, it happens around us as we grow up. These things happen to people that we know and love. Death, health, and students need to learn how to handle this. They need to be able to work through these feelings of anxiety and depression that might come because of loss, because of death, because of health issues. But instead, we have you know people in the elementary school that's making this little girl believe that she's going through anxiety and she's going through depression because maybe she's a boy. Maybe it might just be because I feel like a boy. I mean, the, the school counselor, I mean, she knows what she's talking about, right? And she keeps asking me if my gender identity aligns with my sex, and I'm beginning to wonder. Um, maybe it doesn't. You can see how this plays out, right? I, I'm Surely I'm not alone here. I'm sure I'm not. So these new feelings of anxiety and depression, this little girl begins to wonder that maybe this is due to gender dysphoria. And there is no way that an 11-year-old knows gender dysphoria without being told about gender dysphoria. I promise you that. Mm -mm. Within minutes of the girl telling the counselor that she felt like a boy, the counselor was asking for her new name and pronouns rather than discussing her psychological issues. And that is the heart of it, my friends. This counselor is wanting to raise a certain type of person. Parents, if you, uh, Chico Unified School District, either you show up and you protest in mass or I, you if it's me i'm not I, you know i shouldn't tell you what to do if it's me <laughs> let, let me say it this way if it's me my child is no longer going to that school my little boy my little girl will not step foot in the chico unified school district ever again i will i will figure it out I will find a way to make it happen. Within minutes of the girl telling the counselor she felt like a boy, the counselor was asking for her new name and pronouns. Rather than discussing her psychological issues, the girl felt pressured. Of course she did. She felt pressured to go along with the counselor who took her back to class and instructed her teacher and subsequently all personnel on how to address her. So there you have it. It's just that simple. The little girl says, I feel like a boy. And boom, just like that. The counselor is like, okay, uh, what do you want to be called? Come on, give me a name. We're going to start calling you he. We're going to call you him. And then takes the little girl back to class, tells the teacher, hey, here's what we're doing. And then all the other personnel. And supposedly or apparently during subsequent meetings with this counselor, the little girl wants to talk to her mom about it. And the counselor's like, no, no, we don't need to talk to your mom. 
so my question that I've been that I've been pondering lately is why are they doing this? And why aren't they telling the parents? What are they trying to hide? Are they are they truly trying to hide from parents that these these children want to transition? Is that what they're trying to hide? Or are they trying to hide their involvement in it? I just I can't escape this question of what are they trying to hide? Why are they keeping parents in the dark about this? And I've come to a conclusion. I don't think they're trying to keep it from the parents that the kids are transitioning. I think they're trying to keep their involvement in the transitioning. I think this case magnifies that. The fact that the counselor is repeatedly going to this classroom of fifth graders and asking these students if their gender identity aligns with their sex. And the second a little girl comes to her who's feeling anxious and depressed and says, ah, oh, maybe I do feel like a boy. The counselor is on it and, and pushing it and ramming it down her throat. And letting all the other staff members know, okay, here's what we're going to call her. We're, you know, and and not letting her tell her mom. I can't get the question out of my head as to why. What are they trying to hide? Why are they trying to hide this from parents? And and to me, the answer is becoming more clear and more clear and more clear. They're trying to hide their involvement in it. They're trying to hide their culpability in it. I'm going to keep reading. No one in the district suggested the girl see a mental health professional. No one in the district gave her permission to socially transition back. No one in the district told her the risks associated with, quote, graduated affirmative care, which often follows social transition. Regino says her daughter is now in counseling for the issues the district ignored. Graduated affirmative care. I don't even like the terminology here. We can't affirmative care. Do you think that it was truly care that was provided to this little girl by that school counselor? By the school counselor affirming what this little girl said. I feel like a boy, and the counselor affirms that. And now she's providing affirmative care. And we are denying these children affirmative care, as if they're really honestly being treated. Think back with me, if you would, to North Carolina. The governor vetoes that bill. The the, 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 the House and the Senate in North Carolina passed this bill. It's called the Parents' Bill of Rights. And the bill says that, guess what? The parents are notified. If a student says, oh, I want to I want to transition, the parents are notified immediately. And that governor vetoed that bill. And the person that was being interviewed by the news reporter that day, I played the clip for you. 
her statement was, these children are going to be denied this care. They're going to have to go to another state now to, to receive this care. What care? Well, affirmative care. Naturally, affirmative care. They've got to be affirmed. It's not care that they're receiving. It's destruction. It's the opposite of care. But you see how they take the terminology and they just they twist it to their own narrative? I'm going to play a clip for you. This is from a few months ago. This is a clip from Megan Kelly. Listen to what she has to say about it. I started off being like, I understand. I have empathy for you. I will use your pronouns of choice. You know, I'm not going to say you're a woman, but you're a trans woman. And now I am realizing that all of those things are gateway drugs to the co-opting of female sports and the word female and the word woman and breastfeeding and childbearing and menstruation, all the things that are under solidly the list of what is a woman. You don't know the first thing about being a woman. You have no idea what the average woman has been through the course of her life, the challenges we have, the beauty of being a woman, the softness of being a woman, and you never will. And I'm done engaging in this fiction, Paul. I'm done. I have empathy, I have compassion, but I am not willing to abandon truth in the name of sparing feeling. Oh, that clip makes me smile. Oh, that makes me smile. She's done with the fiction, she said. She is done with the fiction, and she's not going to abandon the truth. And that needs to become our our rallying cry or our motto or that just, you know, it just needs to become our way of life. We are done with the fiction. And this whole notion of affirmative care that we have to affirm this little 11-year-old girl who feels like a boy, we, we have to affirm her and we have to give her this care by instantly giving her a new pronoun. And then and then maybe legally changing her name and then and maybe let's let's medically transition her let's go through these steps there's nothing caring about this there is not a single way that the word care is defined in this process but the progressive marxist left as i've said repeatedly they take words and they apply them to their opposite meaning and then they repeat them and they just repeat them they put those bad boys on repeat 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 until we start saying the same thing and we start referring to it as graduated affirmative care i mean in this article it says the school is not telling her the risks associated with graduated affirmative care. We shouldn't be calling it that. We should be saying the school isn't telling her the risks associated with this destruction that they are manipulating her with. We should be calling it like it is. And let's forego their use of the terminology. Oh, okay. I I tell you what, it has been it's been a heavy couple of days. I mean, from Boise, Idaho to to Chin, Chin, where are we here? Chino Chico Unified School District. We are in Chico. And we are surrounded by evil. We are surrounded by Marxist progressives, just evil, just flat out evil. 
Okay, there is hope, my friends. There is hope. Let we can take this thing back. And part of taking it back is just becoming aware of it, just talking about it. What we should be repeating is the hope. And the hope is that we rise up because, because we're smart. We're intelligent. We understand what is happening. We're paying attention. Our head is on a swivel and we're looking around and we're just not going to roll over. We aren't going to roll over and let our kids be be hauled away to Neverland. Okay, uh, thank you for joining me today. We are fresh out of time. Just as a reminder, the email is thedean.list at protonmail.com. Thedean.list at protonmail.com. America, we can do it. There's hope. Let's unite to renovate the age. 